0: Wanted to give a brief introduction uh, this morning before he comes to preach. Periodically, here at Parkway Baptist Church, we have uh, qualified men fill the pulpit. One such man today is Brandon Strickland. Can you give me a hearty amen? Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Brandon is 28 years old and has been been here at Parkway as long as I've been, and before that, been years. So where's Cherish? There's Cherish and his family right there. Y'all raise your hand up so everybody can see you. we got a lot of guests in the church today. That's not real high, John. Real high, John. Come on, John. There we go. I know you can lift that arm, Mr. UPS man. Don't even do that. So uh, anyway, um, when I've, I've been here three years, and uh, what, after I got here, Brandon approached me about this ministry that uh, he really... Uh, is compassionate about and and loves and has been committed to call Compassion International. He's going to tell you about it, I'm surely through his message, so I'm not going to go on and on about it. But I looked into it, really loved it. Uh, we sponsor a child. Our, our family uh, began to sponsor a child. Our, our uh, family discipleship ministry here sponsors a child. Uh, so I would encourage you to give this ministry a serious look. And we, and we were so serious about it that we committed uh, one Sunday a year uh, to Compassion International. And Brandon, I, may, I make him preach it because he's our chairman of deacons this year, amen? So so you're about to hear a chairman of deacons come and shuck the corn this morning, amen? So Brandon, please come. Yes, please welcome him. We want you all to know how much we love and appreciate this brother right here. So have at it, Brandon. Let me, let, me pray, let, me, let me pray for you right quick. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Father, we thank you so much for Brandon and his family. I thank you for calling them here to Parkway Baptist Church. The privilege of having served with him over the past several years. The blessing that being involved in Compassion Child has been for has been for our, our family and for uh, for all that that have, that have uh, participated in that. And Lord, I pray that you would be with him today, Father. I pray that you would anoint his uh, his mind, anoint his speaking right now, Father, and help him to uh, to um, to preach the word of God and to rightly divide it. And we ask this in Christ's name, Amen. Amen.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, very excited to be here just to share it with such a wonderful ministry, and uh, you know, it's it's such a great thing because now that I get up here to preach about giving in uh, in this ministry, now Shelby doesn't have to. So y'all can be mad at me. And so that's always a a good thing from the pastor standpoint.
1: You just please preach
2: over time, okay? Okay. <laughs> oh man, but uh, you know. The, what a, my goal here today is is not to uh, coerce you to do anything. I want to just put that up front. Um, what this is about is is giving, shedding light to a ministry that is that is amazing and doing great things. Because the reality is is that just because I'm up here talking about it doesn't mean everyone's going to go here and just sponsor a child today. I know that, but I do want as many of you to as, as, as possible. Um, but the thing is, my goal here today is is to to help you look at your giving in the eyes the way the lord does um because i you know like i said everyone may not sponsor a kid but each and every person here including me can take a look at our finances and say am i honoring god with it so that's really what my goal here is today and uh i want to you know that's that's my real main goal here but um you know because money is very important because do you know how many verses in the new testament alone that money has over 2,300 verses in the New Testament. That's more than uh, about heaven. That's more than about hell. So really, money is a very important thing in the Bible as well. And so we should uh, so we should take as much of a look at money as as Jesus does, right? Because he's the one who has wrote Scripture and inspired it through all of his apostles. And I also wanted to give you a little excerpt of uh, C.S. Lewis. I'm sure a lot of you have heard him and uh, he wrote a piece called the screwtape letters and so basically what that is is it's like an imaginary dialogue between two demons uh, corresponding with each other there's an older one who's an uncle his his name is screwtape and then he has a younger nephew named wormwood and I'm going to read this uh, this piece from here and this is the counsel that he is providing you know from the from from the spiritual warfare from from demons they, he is trying to pull uh, Christians away from God's mission. Listen to this. Prosperity knits a man to the world. He feels that he is finding his place in it while really it is finding its place in him. His increasing reputation, his widening circle of acquaintances, his sense of importance, the growing, the growing pressure of absorbing in, in good work, building up a sense of him being really at home in earth. Is just what we want doesn't that kind of scare you to hear that you know and of course this isn't scripture or anything but you know that's that's really how you know how this great author thought about it you know as he pondered and wrote this work and looked at just what money can do to us because especially when we look at our culture today mm-hmm. gas prices are sky high um, so you know that's something that in we we're, there's always something clamoring for our money. I mean, advertising is at its peak. And they they say that you see thousands of images and logos on cars billboards you know everything you buy it's always got a logo there for you to look at it right it's wanting to, to, to knit you and, and just pull you towards that and today I want to pull you a little closer to the word to, to what God's word says about our money and how how we how our relationship is with it because that's really what it is we have a relationship with money um, because we when we use things how we deal with it that's really going to show what we believe about what you know, money's purposes. Because if the thing is, is sometimes we often think, you know, money is something that we use to live our best life now. But we know as as believers, as Christians, as people who are called by, by the Lord, our best life is to come. So really money now, we should be using it as a tool, not something to, you know, st- so that we can go on all our vacations and scratch off the bucket list, because I promise you, the heavens and earth are going to be made new. Which you see now is nothing compared to what heaven's going to be like. So let's take. Uh, I'm, we're going to be in uh, 2 Corinthians, and uh, we're going to be in chapters eight and nine. And I know you hear eight and nine. Believe me, it's not going to turn into Compassion Sundays with an S. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get through it today, I promise. But um, so we want to be concerned about where we're we're building our treasures because. You know our our best life is to come but we're going to get into uh, second Corinthians we're going to be in chapter 8 verse 1 give you a second to flip there and we're gonna read through we're gonna read through first um, verses 1 through 15 follow along with me it says and now brothers and sisters we want you to know about the grace given uh, the grace God has given to the Macedonian churches So we urge Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in love, the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. And here is my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year you were, you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means And so what we see here is Paul is writing to this church. And so just a little bit of the context, he is writing them because they had promised to give. Um, We see here that when Paul, he made two missionary journeys through this area, And on one of his first journey, you know, uh, they, they said, Hey, you know, we want to help. We want to give. And so they probably gave a little bit out of that, but they promised another gift. And that is what Paul is talking about right here. He's saying that we want you to complete the gift. and. Uh, just so you know who that would be giving to, if you look over in Romans 15, you don't have to flip there, Romans 15, 25 through 28, it says that the Gentiles in Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. So that's probably where this gift was going to, to the uh, to the believers in Jerusalem who were poor. And so they needed help. And Paul, saw seeing that the Corinthians were a people who, who had the, the resources to do that, he wanted them to fulfill the need needs of these people and um, we're going to break down the text here as we go into it Um, and just for another uh, thing to keep in mind the the area of Macedonia would have included uh, the churches of Philippi which you get the letter of Philippians to uh, Thessalonica there's two letters in there to them and then Berea is also another church that we were in there but uh so that's so Paul is using the example of the gift that they got from the Macedonian churches and trying to bring the Corinthians in to match that, and uh, it's almost like a little bit of holy competition, right? <laughs> but uh, it's, a, not, it's a good way to say, "Hey, look what they're doing! Better pony up!" But uh, but so let's let's go through here because um, so, what we're going to look at is, is what our heart, what the heart of a giver looks like and why we should give. And so we're, we're first going to look at it considers others before self and, it, and it's joyful at the opportunity. And that's what is so key here, because we look here in, in the first few verses here, and it says, we want you to know that, that God has given such a grace to the Macedonian churches. And this is something that we don't always think of. It says, in, their, in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. In our times of trial, are we always thinking about giving to someone else? Most of the time in our trial, aren't we looking towards how do I get out? You know, I've gotta, I've gotta survive. That's not how these Macedonians, they live their life. They, they kept in mind just what we were talking about earlier that their best life is to come. And they believed it because if they didn't, would they just, uh, and you know, cause it even says that they, uh, in verse three, entirely on their own, they pleaded for this privilege. And I can look at myself and say, I'm not always pleading with the chance and opportunity to give. Do I always, when someone passes me by that I can see that they're clearly in need, am, am I always reaching out to them? And I want I want that to be a yes. But so, when we look at this, we they they were in such a severe trial. They um, it doesn't give an exact reason for their trial, but it could have been you know a lot of things that go on in in uh, the in the in the history. They didn't have uh, irrigation like we, we like we do. You know, when it rained, that's where their rain come from. Now we have fancy uh, detention pools that that hold water. I know out in California where where they have uh, water shortages all the time. What they've actually started doing was digging holes in the ground, letting water get in there, and then they actually take little black plastic balls uh, and they dump millions upon millions of them, and it costs a fortune, but it saves water because it doesn't let it. Um, only about 20% of the water evaporates instead of all of it. Um, so, you know, those are these are things that, that affected them. They, um, you know, people were always at war then. There could have been people moving around, different battles happening. Um, so there's there's so many reasons why they could have been in a severe trial. We don't know because the text doesn't give it. But regardless of that, their hearts did not change. Their hearts were still looking for an opportunity when Paul came through to say, Man, you know, I'm I'm in a bad circumstance. You know, we're in a trial, and it's and it's extreme. Um, you know, most of us, to be honest, I mean, we don't go through some some very severe trials like this. I mean, we do, some people do, but we have it pretty good here in America, don't we? We we have you know we have a lot of security, we have a lot of uh, stability, but these people, they were in such a, a dire circumstance. But what they wanted to do was give. Doesn't that say so much about the heart of a giver? Um, that is so important because as the Lord's people, you know, we are, we are who God wants to say, I'm gonna do something through these people. You know, that's what the church of Jesus Christ is. We are, we are the number one tool he wants to use because that's how he's gonna gain glory for his name. He's gonna pick us up and say, look, I'm gonna do great things with you. Now he can do anything. He can, use, he can use anybody, whether they're in the church or not, but, you know, the Lord wants to use his church that just as he wanted to use Israel, and he, and he did. He used them to make his name great, and that's what, that's what he wants to do with the church, and that's why Paul is coming to them and saying, you made a promise, now make good on it, because when you make good on your promise, you know who you really make look good? You make your Lord look good, and that's what's important but so they did it on their own without even being asked and they even pleaded with Paul to give that to to, for that opportunity but these kinds of truths they they lead us to how the gospel should shape our financial activity Um, but I want to look at one other thing because there was an important kind of giving that they had to do before they ever ever handed out a penny and let's look at this in verse 5 they exceeded our expectations They gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. You know, sometimes if we uh, get into Acts and, you know, maybe someone gets up here and talks about a a ministry or a charity that we can give to, sometimes we're tempted to just throw a 20 so they'll be quiet and they'll go away for a while, right? You know, sometimes when we go to Walmart, we hear them ringing the bell, you know, and they say, hey, hey, how are you? How are you? You know, trying to get the... You know, well, oh, well, here's five dollars. Let, let me go to Walmart, and do my shopping. But that's, that's, not, that's not what we're called to. We need to first give ourselves to the Lord. Um, that is such an important step, because when we do things out of compulsion, does the Lord really is he pleased with that? No. He wants us to do it with our whole heart, and that is why it is, it is so important that we take, you know, just like uh, when He fed the 5,000. He took those fish and those bread and he first said, Lord, thank you for what I have. Because can we might not be able to do much with a couple fish and a few loaves of bread, but we all know how much was done with that fish and bread because he gave first thanks and he gave and Christ gave himself to the Father and said, Thank you, Father, for what you've given. And then he multiplied and fed it. Fed so many people with it, and then they had some left over, right? And we'll get onto that, uh, just that 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 example later. Um, but then, after we have given ourselves to the Lord, we also need to consider something else. We can uh, keep going through here after verse five. So Titus, we urge Titus just as he had earlier made a beginning to bring also completion this act on your part. But since you excel in everything in faith and speech and knowledge in a complete earnestness and in in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of of giving. He said, he's not commanding you, I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that through his poverty you might become rich. That is the next thing we need to look at because after we submit ourselves and give ourselves to the lord we should really be considering who gave first because how many times has has do we consider you know what god has given us each and every day when we wake up do we always wake up and say you know lord this uh, this breath i'm taking as i'm waking up that's yours god you created long ago you created the heavens you created Everything and you, you've let me dwell in your earth because the thing is, is uh, Psalm let's see what here. I wrote it down because I forgot Psalms 24, uh, verse 1. It says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. That's do we always remember that because sometimes I'm to. I'm you know, I went to work today and I earned my dollar, right? It's my dollar, but the truth is, no, it's not. The earth and everything in it is the Lord's. Nothing is really ours. And so that's why it's so important to consider that the Lord came and he first gave to us. If you, if you really let that sink in, you think about Christ and where was he? He was in the heavenlies. He was in the third heaven. He was in fellowship with the Father and the Spirit. He was there, but with the Father. You know, ruling and having, looking over everything, but he looked at us and said, "They can't fulfill the law. They can't do it. There's no way they'll ever. That they're they're heading straight to hell." I'm going to go do something about that. We know that this is good within ourselves, within the Trinity. He was going. I can give to them, and they and I can gain glory for myself by rescuing these people with my blood. And so he sent the son. He he was rich, but became poor for us verse 9, he became poor for our sake so that through his poverty and again we see poverty here we became rich. And then verse 10, and here is my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year you were the first not only to give but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. Sometimes we even say we're going to do good things like uh, when a buddy comes and asks, hey, man, my, my car's got a little knock. Uh, I, need you, I need your help to fix it. Or maybe I've got a flat tire. Can you, can you come over and help me? Yeah, 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 I'll get to that. Uh, why don't we do this weekend? Yeah, sure, that's great. And then Saturday comes, and it's like, oh, man, I forgot I told him, that I was going to help him. You know, I was really looking forward to going to lunch with my wife, but uh, what do I do now? You know, we need to remember when when we give, give our word to do something, we need to follow through with it. And in this case for for the Corinthians, they said, hey, Paul, look, we really want to help. You know, next time you come through, you know, we're going to have something ready for you. And Paul remembered that and he wants it to be be remembered so that they don't look foolish. And we'll get further on to that in the text. But the great thing about that is, is that, you know, he, he says that this is a test of the sincerity of his love. You know, when you think about it, where, oh, I give money, so so that means I love something. You know, at first thought, you're like, well, just because you give money to something doesn't mean you love it. But it does, because money is such a, you know, our finances are so important. We have so many things to take care of, right? We got our families to think about, we've got bills to pay, and those are all right. Those are things that are good and that we should uh, put our finances towards, but we also have to keep in mind that if we're all using it all on ourselves here, that 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 will show that maybe we don't have the best relationship with money. Um, and so he he's saying, look, you said you're going to do it. Make sure you you hold to it because how bad how bad would it be to for people who are looking and depending on you and 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 got word that you were going to help them to fall short. But and the thing about that is is because. That The goal of, of giving is not just so that you sell everything, you know, because sometimes people go to the extremes and, you know, you don't need to walk out of here and liquidate your 401k. You know, you don't need to just sell off your car or your house. That's not what the goal of scripture is. And that, that's right here in verse 13. He, this is Paul saying, our desire is not that you might, that, that others might be relieved while you're hard pressed, but that there might be a And see, the great thing is, is because the Lord sitting up there knowing and seeing everything that is here on the earth, he sees places and he's given us blessings where some of us have more and can supply what others need, right? See, because we're giving things, we're we're stewards. That's what we are. We're people who hold something that has been given first to us, right? Did anyone ever have something first, you know, just because it's theirs and maybe you created it? No, we have things, even the clothes on our back, there is there was a way that that got got to us it wasn't just ours by just because it wasn't ours by default. we were all given something, and so you know we need to keep the the mindset that you know the things we are giving we need to take care of our needs that's right you know and even even in first Timothy it says that those who don't take care of their families they're worse than an unbeliever. so we have these things in scripture we need to consider it as a whole, but we we are given things so that we can leverage God's resources for his glory. And that's the key, because when we're, when we're using our resources, not only to take care of our needs, but we're looking for it to take care of the needs of others, that's where you can know when you're in the sweet spot of God's will, is because you can, you can see that all areas of, of people who are around you that are benefiting from what God has given you. But, so we'll move through uh, verse 16. Um, I'm not gonna stay much in here um this is uh this is where titus um he's given more um more instruction to titus and uh, the other people who's going to be sending with them i'll read through it real quick thanks be to god who put into the heart of titus for the same concern i have for you for titus not only welcomed our appeal but he is coming to you with much enthusiasm and on his own initiative we are sending along with him the brother who is praised by all the churches for for his service to the gospel. What is more, he was chosen by the churches to accompany us as we carry the offering which we administer in order to honor the Lord himself and to show our eagerness to help. We want to avoid any criticism of the way we administer this liberal gift for we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man In addition, we are sending with them our brother, who has often proved to us in many ways that he is zealous, and now even more so because of this great confidence in you. As for Titus, he is my partner, my co-worker um, among you. As for our brothers, they are representatives of the church in an honor to Christ. Therefore, show these men the proof of your love and the reason for our pride in you so that the churches can see it. There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people, for I know your eagerness to help. And I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians, telling them that since last year you and Achaia were ready to give, and your enthusiasm stirred most of them to action. But I am sending the brothers in order that our boasting about you in this matter should not prove hollow, but that you may be ready, as I said you would be. For if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to say anything about you, would be ashamed of having been so confident. I thought, so I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish their arrangements for the generous gift you had promised. Then it will be ready as a generous gift and not as one grudgingly given." And so here what, it, what we're seeing is that Paul wants to just make sure again that they're, they're, they're prepared. Because just as, you know, when you tell your, your friend on the weekend that you're gonna help them do something, You need to be prepared and ready to do it and we're going to continue on at verse six and here's where we're really going to spend some time remember this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ. And for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace of God has given you thanks be to god for his indescribable gift and we see another giving principle here because when we when we sow sparingly we will also reap sparingly you know if you think about a farmer then that's what exactly what it makes me think of when it comes to sowing and reaping if a farmer was to go out and just take maybe a handful of seed and throw it on his 30 acre field what would he get in return he would get a handful of seed and only a handful of crop. You know these farmers; they they depend on on these crops to to feed themselves and also, really, if you think about it, everyone around them. If us supply all of our from our backyard, no, we go to the store and we get it because there is someone who's a farmer who has already done that work for us. And so it is with with our our finances and our faith. We need to be sowing our faith and our finances into other things that are are heavenly and kingdom related. Because when we are sowing into people, that's eternal. We can sow into many things that aren't. But when we sow into people, people that Jesus came and bought with his blood, that is something that you can sow that's eternal. And that is where you will build treasure in heaven. But I love this also because he says in verse seven, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, because God loves a cheerful giver. It is so important that that when we give, we do it with a heart that says, Lord, I'm doing this because I love you. And that's why it is so important as we went over earlier to submit ourselves first to God and say, Lord, I wanna do it for you. And then what God has placed in our heart and don't think that this is just a detached action. You know, this is something that the Lord will guide you in. The Lord has given you his resources and he will guide you on how to spend them as well. Because, and and the reason for this is because we can look in in, in verse eight here and going on. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. So the great news from this is the pressure's not on you. Because guess what? The Lord's gonna make sure that he supplies what you need so that you can do the things that he has for you to do. Don't you get to breathe like a big sigh of relief there? It's not up to me. Our job is just to be faithful. Because in times in today, some of you may be in here and say, Well, yeah, you know, tax season just came around and filed and I've got I've got plenty left over, and I've got to figure out something to do with it. Maybe maybe you're not supposed to sock it all away right now. Maybe some of you are in here like I'm, I am penny to penny, paycheck to paycheck right now, and that's fine. The Lord knows that. But the thing is here is in the things that you, in what you do have, the Lord will supply you an opportunity to give. Now, and that may not be just a compassion. That may that may be there may be ministries you're already supporting maybe you're giving to k-love or moody radio whatever your favorite those are important things too and i'm not saying that i want you to go home and cancel those just so that you can be with compassion no that's not that's not what i'm getting at what i want to do is to stir you to good works and so that you can look at your money and have a good relationship with it and see that it's money's not everything it really isn't money money is a tool and i hope that we can look at it as that But the most important thing here is in verse 11, we can't miss this. You'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through your generosity, it will result in thanksgiving to God. And I hope that in everything we do, not just in giving, but I pray that in every breath we take, in how we smile at strangers, in how we go to our jobs each and every day, day in and day out, in how we work, I pray that we're doing doing it for this reason, so that there can be thanksgiving to God. That's our goal, right? That's our mission. We want for the world to see what we're doing, and to give thanks for God, because we want to. We we should look so different from the world, and they should be like, hmm, there's something different about the way that person's doing it. And I hope that, that it's that way in our giving as well. But so that's uh, that's it for the preaching point. And if you will. That, Got it up, good deal, you're ahead of me. Um, I'm going to go over um, compassion and just get you a little familiar with it um, now that we have went through the word and I'm going to explain to you why compassion is just so important to me. So um, go ahead and flip a slide for me and I'm going to just introduce you to some of the children that I sponsor because... If I didn't sponsor any children in a ministry that I bring to you, are you really gonna believe it's that good? No, I put, I put my money where my mouth is. And uh, so we've got Erickson. We've been sponsoring him for five years. He's 11 right now and lives in Southern Haiti and uh, he loves to draw. And I'll, I'll explain to you how I know that here shortly. Go ahead and flip to the next one. I've also, we, uh, Cherish and I sponsor Sandy. We've had him for five years as well. He's 21. He lives in Northern Haiti. He loves playing sports and being outdoors. let's go the last to sadrack Uh, we have sponsored Sadrak in uh, for three years he's 14 he lives in burkina faso which is in africa so it's a lot farther away from haiti he loves playing soccer football and to sing um go go to the next one and so what sponsorship does is it it connects a child with a local church where he or she receives all of these things so one of the great things about compassion is it's not that you just give money to random people and it just, you know, uh, you never really see where it goes, right? This is where your money goes. All of it's going to making sure that they have food, educational support, because not everyone goes to school in, in a lot. Of- so they'll get a, a, you know, at least a high school education so that they can go out and break that poverty, poverty cycle. They'll get medical care. Um, hygiene training because believe it or not they don't they don't always have sinks that they can just go wash their hands with Um, and then the best thing they these people work through the local church so if, if if Smyrna was a lot different different place and we weren't in America you know they would take and come to Smyrna a poor place and they would go Okay, who is administering the gospel around here? And those are the people that compassion works through. It's not, you know, just some third party or second this these people are working through the church who who just as I said earlier is who God wants to use, right? Isn't that so great that they're working through local churches there because they'll have something connected um, to the gospel there. But they also get so much more flips to the next one. Um that's just a slide we had in there uh which gives a, gives a verse speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves for the rights of all who are destitute and that's proverbs 31 8. go ahead and flip again um here's just some uh stats from um from compassion child poverty accounts for half of the world's poor with one out of every five children experiencing extreme poverty and here's what's so sad: the the global COVID-19 pandemic. It's expected to set back poverty reduction progress in 70 developing countries by three to ten years. So where these countries are trying to 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 do better and to 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 help their people more, it's going to set them way back on COVID because you have things like travel. You know, people people didn't travel really much. They didn't. A lot of places. Uh, another place we do mission works in Jamaica. Um, they they uh, our mission trips down there that's been solved just because there's so so much uh regula- re- let me get the word out regulations on getting there um you have to have all the proper paperwork your you know your vaccines there's so much that's 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 in it now, but um it's set a lot of people back from just traveling and uh because even jamaica their' their their number one economic income tourism. And so, when you have the number your your number one money flow getting hurt, that hurts a lot of countries. But uh, the third point: more than 736 million people worldwide live below the poverty line, and that's measured by the World Bank as earning less than a dollar and ninety cents per day. I know you couldn't live here based on that. Heck, you almost can't even make it with fifty thousand a year. But uh, one out of every 27 children will die before reaching the age of five, mostly because of malnutrition and other pre- preventable causes due to extreme poverty. Isn't that a is sobering fact? Go ahead and flip to the next one. Sponsorship, it is life-changing. And, you know, I heard a story one time where there was a boy and his dad walking along the beach, and uh, there's all a whole bunch of starfish that had uh, that washed up on shore. And as the boy and his dad were walking along, the dad would bend over, pick up one of the starfish and throw him back in the water. And every so, so many feet, he'd pick one up and throw, throw him back in the water. And he finally looked up at his dad and said, dad, why are you even bothering? He's like, you'll never be able to pick up all these. Why, why does it matter to you? And he said, well, it matters to me because that one starfish that I threw back in, it sure matters to him. And that, you know, that's, that's just how I've looked at it because, you know, even if you just sponsor one, it's so important. And let's get to looking at actual sponsorship. I've got plenty of resources out there, one being a child that you can sponsor. Now, all the children that are out there on these little placards, that is not all of them. You can look. You can get get children to sponsor from any place. Maybe there's somewhere you've been wanting to go to vacation, um, Mexico, Honduras. There's so many places. that you can sponsor a child, and so they'll have a little border here that's color coded to let you know pretty much what continent or area they're in, and then they'll also have the country. Like this one is from South America; they're purple, and this one's from Colombia. So that'll help you uh, look at them. But again, you can you can choose the child. You know, if there's a place you've always wanted to go to, there's 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 children in Asia, Africa, the Caribbean, Central America, South America, a lot of places that you can. Uh, that you can sponsor children from and the great thing is is you can also find one that maybe you want to make it even more special um, we our children that we sponsor they're on Cherish's birthday some of them you know so that's something that we can remember each and every year that, uh, that of just how important they are and we can remember them in, in our important times right and uh, but so sponsorship is it's 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 $38 a month it's uh, it's not a huge expense So it's something that's really a a great beginning giving opportunity. Um, Maybe if you're not in the practice of it and, you know, $38 a month, you know, it's really not that much. You know, you could spend $38 going out to eat with your family one night. And actually that's probably going to be a little bit below what you'd actually spend now, especially if you're a family of four. But, so what sponsorship is, is you you give $38 a month and that's gonna give all these things that we talked about, the food, the education, the hygiene, uh, medical treatment, that's gonna give this kid all of those things. Um, But, and so when we look at uh, giving as far as that, it's it's super easy. Um, You can either do it by a credit card, you can do it by where it comes out of your bank every month. Um, You can, and if you're someone who's like, well, I really don't want my card information given out, Write them a check, send send the send the thirty eight dollars a month. They they are more than willing to work with you because their goal is to sponsor children, and uh, their 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 actual slogan is uh, you know releasing uh, children from poverty in the name of Jesus. They're going to work with you on it. So don't if you have any reservations, please we can we can make something work. But the great thing about Compassion is is also if you have any questions about them. Um, they they actually in this packet here they have all their finances right here just like our how we're very open with our finances here at church because you know we're, we're not afraid to to share our, our our finances and show you where the money's going they're the same way they'll tell you exactly where everything's going and if you have any questions you can always email them call them it's 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 uh they're not they're not in the darkness at all when it comes to their finances they're more than willing to share with you exactly what's going on and so that should give you some comfort but uh, I'll also list just some of the places in case you're wondering. This is the countries that you can sponsor from. It's the Dominican Republic. You got El Salvador, Guatemala, Haiti, Honduras, Nicaragua, Mexico, and that's Central America. In South America, they got Bolivia, Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Africa. There's Burkina Faso, Ethiopia, Ghana, Kenya, Rwanda, Tanzania, Togo, and Uganda. And in Asia, they have Bangladesh, Indonesia, the Philippines, Sri Lanka, and Thailand. That's a lot of places. So, and again, you know, c- compassion is just a great, great place because they they are doing the very work and mission of Jesus. Um, they're going to people who have nothing to give them and they're giving. You know, these people are out there working hard to make sure that, that, that people know about Christ. And, and the other thing that I love so much is you can go as deep with compassion as you want to or you can just kind of, you know, go a little on the surface. And one of the things that they'll definitely encourage you to do, I, we get to write letters to our chil- children that we sponsor every month. Um, if you look, go to our table and visit us out there after, after this is over, you can look at some of the letters that, uh, that we've received. I brought them in so that you can look at it and you can really get a, get a sense of what compassion is like. Um, you, so that's how, uh, you know, on those slides that I knew that they loved to draw or play sports, that's how I know because I get to know them. I don't just, you know, get $38 a month just for the sake of giving it. I get to know these children. And that, that's wonderful because, you know, if you give to the ASPCA, you don't even know what dog you're giving to. I mean, come on. Compassion's stepping up on them. We get to know the children we're writing to. You know, they'll give you, you know, they might give you a T-shirt or something in the mail that says, hey, look, this is one of the... But that may not be the dog you helped. Come on. Dude, we're, we're, we're stepping up on them a little bit. They better be ready. But uh, but uh, this is just uh, so great because, again, you know, you can write letters, send them gifts on their birthday. And even if you, you have the time and the money, you can even take a vacation and go down there and visit your sponsor child. How many ministries do you know that let you do that? You can, they'll, they'll basically, uh, and I'm hoping we get to do this one day, but they'll, what they'll have you do is, you know, the first part of your trip down there, then, you know, it, it's just like a vacation. You plan it out. You know, you, once you get to the country, you're going to, you'll do some mission work there with them, maybe go to their schools, you know, whatever, whatever they need help with. But then you get to go uh, into a resort and spend some time there with your sponsored children playing. I mean, isn't, doesn't that just m- blow your mind a little bit? You'd actually get to go visit these children you know it's not just a you know a, a paper relationship you know this can be face to face and I'm hoping I get to do it but we'll see but um, if you have any questions if there's any I'm sure I've missed something there's so many questions that someone can have please come out there and look at these and you, I've got extras of these you can take them home if you if you think well you know just because you got up there and, and Shelby let them preach about it you know that doesn't mean it's good yet uh, hey that's fine test it there's there's so much information in here. I would love to share one of these with you I've got so many resources out there I've got books that you can take home and read to your kids um I've got little booklets that you know show you what life's like over there. There's so many things but please I hope you're curious about it and even if you don't sponsor a child, let me just answer a few of the questions you have it's it's a great it's 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 a great thing and and just like this last slide has, we sponsor one and so I'd just like to close with a time of prayer and then we'll uh we'll we'll get moving on. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day and we just thank you, Lord, for uh Compassion International. Um God, they are doing such great work. They are doing something that we don't always have the opportunity to do here because you know, we, we can't just go across seas all the time and, and help these kids, but Lord, you have placed people over in these countries who are, they're doing the work, Lord, and God, I pray that uh, we can take your word to the ends of the earth, and we can do that, Lord, through through our financial contributions, but God, most of all, I pray that uh, that even my, for myself, Lord, I pray that I would be constantly checking to make sure that That my money is where my mouth is where i where i profess your name lord i pray that when i look at my finances that my finances would say that i'm a believer in you as well but god i just thank you for these people i thank you that they came and that they showed up and for those on live stream I, i thank you that they're listening god i thank you for each and every one of them and i pray that you would bless them lord so that when their opportunity comes that they will know that you will provide what they need so that they can do every good work and lord i just thank you most of all for jesus I thank you that he became just poor for us so that we could be rich in you and spend eternity with you in heaven, Lord. I thank you for, for all these people. And Lord, I pray that you would move in their hearts to, to honor you with their finances, God. I thank you for sending your son and dying on the cross for us. I thank you for the gospel, Lord, so much. I thank you for the cross. And it's with these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Stand for a moment of response.
3: Swap this morning, you can be seated well, just imagine right now that there may be there is in fact kids all around the world, and uh, they 're in situations like our brother Brandon pointed out to us this morning, and imagine them getting the news that they 're sponsored how amazing how hope giving that would be for a child and and that 's really not to guilt trip you it 's just a, simply to say. It's always good to bring ourselves outside of our situation and to put ourselves in the shoes of others and what they're going through. And so I really hope that you'll pray over this opportunity that we have. And, and look, you can't give. We totally understand that. But you can pray. Man, you can pray. You can cry out to the one who it all anyway. Amen? Right, Brandon? And so we encourage you to do that. But if you have the finances and you can give and you feel God giving that little tug to your heart, I would encourage you to go out, check out the table, and to seriously consider how you might be able to serve one of these children, okay? We're so excited about that. And brother, thank you so much for bringing the word. I know I wrote down multiple things from your sermon and was so uh, pleased with that. Um, real quickly, just a few things. Uh, we are uh, looking for some volunteers for a our security team at the church. We want to really get our security team founded and grounded, and, and get that running. But we need volunteers. We need actual people to fill those spots, or it's not really a true security team. Amen. Uh, and they, here's the thing: we don't need people who who just love toting a gun. Okay, we all you know we all know those people, right? I mean, you know. But what we need is people who are security minded. Now, if you love toting a gun and you're security minded, that's fine too. But we need people who really love that. They love protecting people. That's kind of their bent, their heart. Uh, if you have that, if you have that gifting, please come. And I, I believe actually. There's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. You can sign up there and just let us know, and we'll contact you. We'll get a meeting together and talk about securing our church and making sure we're safe. Uh, and that doesn't also, that doesn't just mean, uh, you know, any crazy situation that might happen. It, it also just means simply how we care for each one of you in the congregation health-wise and all of these things, okay? And so uh, please, if you have that bent, come talk to us. You can sign up in the foyer. Uh, we'd love to get you going on that and get a meeting going to talk about that. Also, don't forget we have the Baby shower. Uh, honoring uh, Stetson and Andrea Fleming and the birth of their child. Uh, And that will be on May, uh, let's see, May 1st. Oh, today, that's today. Okay, yes, it's today. Uh, It is May 1st today. All right. Praise God, amen. It it is today. It's uh, down in the uh, youth room. Actually, I did see the balloons for it. And so I I have lacked uh, sleep lately. So uh, there's that. But uh, yeah, if you are coming, it is at 4pm. Okay, so don't uh, miss that. And I know that they would love to be honored by you. So come be a part of that. Also, real quick, uh, quickly, we have our senior adult day trip. We're super excited about that as well. It's to the uh, historic Granville uh, town, and it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. That's June 9th, and it's $25 per person. We are carpooling, okay? And so uh, if you're planning on going and you're able to drive, we would love for you to let us know that. On the sign-up sheet, you can let us know that. There's a little area little box. You can check that. Say, hey, I'm able to drive. Just let us know how many you can carry with you because uh, that's our plan for traveling uh, but again it is $25 per person and uh, we do we will close signups on May 8th okay so please please uh, be aware of that because once signups are done I've got a call and lock in our numbers we won't be able to add you uh, so please make sure you're on that if you want to go. Juanice you had something you wanted to say? women on mission is this Wednesday. And let me just tell you, they rock it out every time. It's awesome. It's amazing. They have awesome food in there and they pray over missionaries overseas and all that. It's a great time. And they always invite their pastoral staff, which we really love, by the way. Thank you guys so much. Uh, with all that said, I'm going to pray. Oh, we got one more thing. All right.
0: Just a couple of things. You did great, man. Give it up for Cult the announcement man. Wasn't that wonderful? Ho!
3: Hey! It's May 1st, by the way. <laughs>
0: and the baby shower is today because I know because I helped decorate for it amen okay Uh, now I forgot what I was gonna say Um, next Sunday is what day say it louder don't forget next Sunday is Mother's Day so build it up we're gonna build it up here it's gonna be great so be sure to be here for Mother's Day I really did forget what I was gonna say now Colton that you've done that to me man
3: deacons uh guys we do have a deacons meeting later so at five o'clock so make sure you're there for that Uh, mark that make sure while you were talking i remembered we have a slew of guests here today would y'all give them a warm parkway
0: welcome if you know they're they're here i mean literally about 20 i think or 20 some odd guests here so thank you so much for coming our way today uh, we, we love the fact that you came and thought, thought enough of us to come to come visit us this morning. Brandon, I will say publicly, fantastic. Your message was anchored in the text, was driven by the text, driven, transformed, sent, just like our vision statement says, brother. Let me tell you, I don't know if you've ever stood up there and tried to bring a word, but it is a tall order, and it is difficult. It is not an easy thing to do. He only preaches about once a year, so I think you did great, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. And again, if, if you know, you, you wonder, where does this, this, this young 28-year-old guy that's, that's got a wife and children, and, you know, where does this love come from that he has for these children in these other countries that, he, that he's liable never to meet in person? And we know that answer. And what is that answer? Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus changed his life. Therefore, he wants to change the lives of others. So thank you very much for being here today. Would you all please
3: stand? And Colton, pray us out, brother. Join me in prayer, guys. Lord, we love you so much, and we thank you for this day that we've gotten to come and join and and worship your holy name. God, we know that we were lost and dead in our sin, oh God, And, and, and you came down in love and came to rescue us, Lord. And with that same love and compassion, God, and passion, I pray that you would help lead our hearts toward having generous hearts toward others. God, that may not mean that every single one of us sponsor a child through Compassion or some other organization. But, God, I pray that you would help us to equip ourselves with a heart of love and generosity and care toward a world, God, that's lost and that's dying. God, help us to shine forth the light of your glory, God. We are your instruments and your hands to be used for your glory. And, Lord, I pray that you would use us in, in multiple different ways, O oh God, whether, again, that be giving to a child in need. God, I pray that that would happen. We want that. We don't want any child suffering in poverty. And, God, what a beautiful bridge to the gospel to supply for them their needs in order to tell them about you, Jesus, because you supplied our greatest need, O oh Christ, in our spiritual deadness. So, God, please help us to express your glory and your goodness in these ways, O oh God. Maybe starting with a child, sponsoring a child. And who knows what else, God, you would have for us, God. Only we know. And, Lord, I, I pray that you would lead each of us, make it clear, O oh God, for everyone in the congregation today how we could use our hands, our hearts to extend your glory in this place. God, starting in Smyrna, Tennessee, God, and extending out, Lord, we pray this, Lord. We love you, Jesus. And I pray that as we leave this place, you would keep us safe But God, also, again, you would help us to shine your light in the world. It's in your heavenly name I pray all of these things. Amen. You're dismissed.